You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. This is the RUV English podcast and I'm Darren Adam. Thank you for your time. Friday, which has come to mean, well, many things, but it also means that we catch up with Lydia Athanasopoulou, music journalist in Siglifjörður, to look at another genre of music and its history in the history of Icelandic music. Lydia, good to talk to you once again. We travel back to the early 18th century for the, the, the genesis, I guess, of what we're going to talk about today, which is the golden oldies, the, the music that came from Europe via Denmark to Iceland and sort of mutated into what you might call pre-rock and roll classic pop music, I suppose. Yeah, I think... I think it's this genre of music. I mean, we call it now golden oldies, but back then yeah. it was just pop music, I think. Um, it's got a fascinating history because it seems to have blossomed pretty much in tandem at the same time all around the world. So you can you could probably go to every country and you would probably find this style of music, um, uh, you know, being very popular. And I think, like you said, here in Iceland, one of the reasons that happened was, uh, of course, because of Iceland's connection to Denmark, mm. um, sort of being the cultural centre and and giving access to a lot of opportunities and the rest of mainland Europe. And um, I think also it has a lot to do with the fact that, uh, you know, after the Second World War was when also, uh, you know, music as a as an industry boomed and there were you know record labels and pressing plants and and uh, singles being handed out left and right for to be played on radio mm. shows and uh, you know you have the first sort of world tours of of uh, you know popular artists uh, and Iceland was not left behind in this chapter and um even nowadays if you go to uh, you know any any um restaurant or pub or, or bakery or coffee house um, chances are the music playing in the background is going to be uh, a mix of things, including uh, the popular uh, singers, the sort of crooners from uh, the 50s and 60s here in Iceland. So let's get an example of this with Hoika Morten, one of the most beloved singers in Iceland, um, who started in showbiz, as so many performers did, I guess, decades ago, when he was 11 years of age. Yeah, it seems his first performance, he was only 11. Um, and uh, like you said, as is the case with uh, a lot of uh, the singers of that time, I think a lot of them uh, became popular because they were performing at uh, the, these dances, um, which, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, came from Denmark, like polka, waltz. Uh, and so people were, were gathering at the Gumla Dansarnir, or literally old dances, um, accompanied by popular music from Europe, uh, which then local singers, uh, you know, took on, um, often uh, applied their own Icelandic lyrics, either to popular songs from uh, other countries or their own original compositions. And Hoikur Mortens, um, I think popularly dubbed as the Frank Sinatra of Iceland, yeah. uh, is one of the most beloved uh, crooners. And... Um, he he his career started in the mid 40s uh when he was about 19 but like you said his first performance he was only 11 and he ended up uh doing singing tours in in Denmark and other Scandinavian countries and in Europe and England and the Canada the US and uh, he won many prizes uh, he won several song competitions and if the name somehow rings a bell to some people that's probably because his nephew is of course the famous Bobby Mortens mm, mm. um 
And I found out about Hokur Mortens because when I first moved here, um, our very good friend, neighbor and, and landlord, uh, his name is Bergthor, uh, Bergthor Mortens. And uh, we were talking about music and he said, do you know Hokur Mortens, like the Frank Sinatra of Iceland? And I said, no, I've never heard of him. And he played me some of his music. And uh, Hokur Mortens is actually my friend Bergthor's grandfather. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, how because, Icelandic uh, is that? That kind of connection, that absolutely, lack of distance absolutely. between degrees of separation, I suppose, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 wonderful. And uh, and and uh, he said, well, and we were in his house. He said, well, you see this piano. Uh, and he said that's actually my grandfather's piano. So I live above Hokur Mortens's piano, <laughs> which is fantastic. And, and you um, played it. I have played it. Yes, it still sounds very beautiful. And uh, even if, because I'm not a, a an expert on piano tuning, um, uh, so it's possible maybe it, it might be a bit out of tune or something like that. But I think just the idea that it belonged to Hoekur Martens uh, makes it sound all the more beautiful to me. <laughs> We're going to come to Erla Thorstein's Dottir in just a few moments' time, because she, of course, deserves her own consideration. But she sings with Hoekur Martens on the song, that we're going to hear, which is Threk Oktar. Indeed, yes. They, it's one of the most popular uh, collaborations, duets, uh, probably in Icelandic history. Uh, and not just this song, they did work on a lot of uh, records and songs together. And, you know, what, if you look into this genre, you notice that, um, again, probably because it's a small country and also because it was uh, a very booming uh, sort of music genre at the time, there was a lot of cross-collaboration, a lot of, uh, you know, records uh, recorded together. And uh, so their song, Threk Oktaur, Endurance and Tears, um, is one of those most popular songs. Pari laid the lawan eum kova, liekum vith ar okkur saman börd. Þar við gættum fjárum fölvar nætur, fadlegt var þar út við hólin mín. Hvort er sem mér sýnist að þú grætur, segð mér hví er dapur hugur þín. Skan bjarta, bensku minnar dáin sér hver rós. Það er sárt í sínu unga hjarta, að sjá hver slokna ellins gestu ljós. Ó, hver feginn vild ég verða aftur, var síns barn og hérna leika mér. Nú er lama þrekk mig þrjótum kraftur, þunga sorg á herðum mér ég ber. Hvað þá gráta gamla æsku drauma, gamla drauma bara órótá. 
Láttu þreki þrýfast í ristauma, það er hægt að kljúfa lífsins á. Kemur ekki vor að liðnum vetri, vatnei nýja rósir sumar kvöld. Voru hinar fyrri færi betri, feldi tár en glöð og hugrekk vörð. Þú átt gott, þú þekkir ekki sárin, þekkir ein, ég skýlur hjartans mál. Þrek er gull, en gull eru líka tárin, guðlegs völun hverri þreyttri sál. Stundum þeim er þreki brýtt og kraftur, þögun höfug fjellu tárum kinn. En sama rósins brettur aldrei aftur, þótt önnur færi skreyt í veginn þinn. Oikard Martins and Ella Thorstein's daughter. Let's move to her. She retired at the age of 26, but nonetheless packed a hell of a career into her relatively brief um, era of performance, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So she was also uh, popular during the 1950s um, and became one of the most beloved singers in Iceland. And uh, of course, she enjoyed also success in in Denmark, and she did live there, I think, for most of her life. And uh, I think this might also be one of the reasons why this genre ended up becoming so popular is because um, not only a lot of the elements or, or sort of inspiration came from Denmark, which was connected to the rest of mainland Europe, but then it, it was a two-way system. So then a lot of music that became popular in Iceland found its way to Denmark and then uh, further afield. And so a lot of these singers ended up uh, performing also abroad. So their, their popularity wasn't just confined to Iceland. And uh, like you said, she she retired pretty much from music at the age of 26. But she, just in the year 1958, I was reading, she managed to release eight albums. Um, so in one year? That's, in just one year, yeah. And her, her career only spans about half a decade. But yeah. that was uh, enough time to make her one of the most loved singers in, in the country. And a lot of artists have covered her songs, including uh, Björk, who, like we said, mm-hmm. does end up popping up in every episode. Um, and so, yeah, she, Björk with Trio Guðmundar Ingulfsonar did the album uh, Glinglo. And uh, that includes uh, one of uh, Erla Thorsteinsson's songs. And I, I found out that uh, Erla only actually just passed away just this Christmas, on Christmas Day 2022, and she was 90 years old. And uh, her songs are still popularly played on the radio and covered by many artists. Goodness, she was 90 years of age when she passed away. That is 64 years after her retirement. Astonishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I've done the maths right, I think I have. Okay. Let's turn to a singer with a very well-known song um, among Icelanders down the pub on the football terraces. Here, Komin Heim, coming home. Uh, 
a chant that finds its expression in football songs and other languages as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, uh, similarly, I found out about, I heard this song, Yeager Komen Heim, I'm coming home. Um, I was uh, at our local pub and it was closing time. And I think there was, uh, they had either just shown a, a, a football game or, or there was one on earlier. And, um, you know, Iceland loves its football. And as soon as the song came on by Odin Valtimarsson, uh, everyone's you know started singing along and I guess uh, football fans picked this up and so it's become a popular song uh sung at, at games by uh the fans uh sort of banging the drums and and uh, doing the sort of Viking clap as they called it and we'll hear that song in just a few moments time but his fame grew throughout the late 1950s he had a, a rather sadder period towards the end of his life didn't he what happened with quite a few of these artists is they became very popular very quickly. And um, as we have seen in music history, not, not everyone handles that very well. Yeah. And um, so Odin Valdemarsson came to popularity sort of during the great wave of rock and roll. And even though his uh, style of singing wasn't as sort of heavy or raw as rock and roll, it seems that his lifestyle was. And uh, I guess he, he enjoyed alcohol a little bit too much and, uh, I guess that affected his career and some of his relationships and he had a few falling outs and uh, he, he would sort of have bad mood swings and uh, eventually, despite his fame, he kind of self-exiled uh, and for a few years he, he sort of went on to cruise ships. First he was singing and then he was as a cook and he did come back uh, to Iceland eventually in the 70s and had a bit of a comeback uh, mm. and uh, he, he did end up talking on on public television in I think 1984 about his alcoholism um, and he did a few shows and, and did some recordings but uh, sadly eventually he he lost his voice due to uh, throat cancer and uh, apparently he drank himself to death in 2001 but he is still very popular and still very beloved and, and despite him apparently being a bit of a difficult character uh, you know, when 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 drinking, uh, he was. You know, people say that he was very warm, yeah. and and uh, yeah, he was a great performer, and uh, he really highlighted the sort of uh, intersection of of pop music uh, with the old dances and the sort of new wave of rock and roll that was spreading across the world at that time. Sure. Well, let's hear a song from much happier times for him. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Odin Valdemirsson, we turn to Ragnar Bjarnason, again also popular in the 1950s and 1960s, covering, and this is again where a trip to Kolopoti Thilarekivik will be rewarding if you want to find classic pop songs covered in Icelandic with Icelandic lyrics. Kolopoti and other greats of vinyl for sale are your friends here. Ragnar Bjarnason very much enjoyed covering popular songs and, and creating new Icelandic lyrics, didn't he? He did, indeed. And uh, and I think I think that's something really uh, nice uh, about, well, I think about this style of music is that you notice this, that, uh, you know, you, you can have a popular song whose melody is taken and then you have a version in Icelandic, you might have a version in Italian, you might have a version in French, you might have a version in Greek. And this is one thing that Ragnar Bjarnason did is he... He took popular songs and he he applied Icelandic lyrics, um, and I think that's really great because it's a great way of preserving the language. And even though he he was very popular in the fifties and sixties and recorded and performed and and did a lot of collaborations, um, eventually I think in about nineteen seventy six he he also kind of retired and and he worked as a taxi driver and ran a convenience store. Um, and then he also did a, a bit of a comeback in the 2000s. And, you know, a lot of people probably have seen him on TV uh, and, you know, on, on, on Ruv and various other live shows. And um, Ragnar Bjarnason, like a lot of other singers of the time, was, if not discovered, but was very much supported by a um, a radio producer. Well, he was most popular for, for being on the radio called uh, Svavar Guests. Now, Svavar Guests... Um, it forms another part of the story because he was married to Ellie Henny Williams, who we'll get to in just a, a, a few moments' time. But the support that Ragnar Bjarnason got from Svavar guests was significant, wasn't it? Indeed, it was. So Svavar is probably most well known in Iceland for his radio programming, and um, his journey started, you know, as a teenager. He he. <laughs> The story goes that he acquired a gramophone, which he bought after selling a mandolin that he had previously acquired. <laughs> and as a result, he started collecting jazz records. And um, he, he's also accredited with helping bring jazz uh, to Iceland. Um, he eventually went to the US and studied at the, the Juilliard School. And there he learned how to play various instruments. And uh, he he uh, had access to new uh, technologies, new, new um, concepts of how 
to uh, produce music, how to promote music, um, you know, radio programming. So then when he came back to Iceland, mm -hmm. uh, he passed on a lot of this knowledge. And, uh, and I would assume also he passed on a lot of his records. And he helped kickstart a new age for popular music in Iceland, uh, including the popularization of, of jazz music. And mm -hmm. he, he himself played in various bands, in the Reykjavik Brass Band for a while. He was in the Reykjavik Symphonic Orchestra. He was one of the founders of, founders of the Eastlands Jazz Club in 1949. He was a member of various music associations, campaigning for um, better musician wages and rights. And... Um, he also ran a couple of uh, record labels. And all of this was also because of all the things he had learned in the US. Um, and so eventually he uh, he he got a entertainment and a music uh, radio show where he was a host and he ended up playing a lot of uh, local acts on his on his show. And that's how a lot of them gained uh, popularity. And, you know, he his influence on Icelandic music history uh, yeah. is is very significant. And there is a fantastic, fantastic web website uh, called Glatkistan, uh, which um, means sort of treasure trove. It means like a, a box of 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 treasures. And uh, Glatkistan says that um, Svavar, with his wife uh, Eliheni Williams, who you mentioned earlier, who is also a very popular um, singer. It says, no Icelandic couple has had as much influence on Icelandic music and music history as they did. Um, so I thought well, I, it was worth mentioning him. Yeah, I, I wonder, is it is it possible for us to hear some music from Ragnar Bjarnason, who we mentioned at the, the start of this, and then also a piece from Eliheni Williams, that the connection being Svavar Guests, he was married to the latter and very supportive of the, the former. So let's, let's take a couple of pieces of music. Mm -hmm. uh, what are we going to hear from Ragnar Bjarnason? So from Ragnar Bjarnason, I've selected Come to Ikvold, Come Come This Evening, uh, which is, uh, you know, another crooner track. And from Ellie Henny Williams, who um, her, her most famous song is probably Heir Minna Bayer, Hear My Prayer, which is a, a love song. And she truly has a wonderful voice. It reminds me a bit of, of Patsy Cline, whom, whom I really love. Uh, so I've selected her song, Vehir Likja Til Atlara Auta. And uh, like I said, she was married to Svavar, and she also did... Uh, a radio show so together they they worked with a lot of musicians mm. and they boosted their careers and they really uh sort of altered the face of icelandic popular music um through through their programming their shows their their record labels um and then like is the cycle of music and and art and history in general um as the hippie movement mm. took over and as the beatles arrived then this this chapter this uh sort of pop uh, music from the dance halls and and the crooner uh, fashion sort of slowly faded away and then opens a new chapter of uh, rock and roll. Oh, 
Þrautin fungra náttar að því á stokkinna tíð og býða þess að byrt á ný og bleikur morgun rísir nú strýkur blærinn stafnað fyrir stynjandi garðsins frísir Pieces of music from Elli Henny Vilhjálms and Ragnar Bjarnason and I think, Lydia, we have time on today's episode for maybe one more piece of music, but I'm spot for choice because you've given me or given us a variety of options here. We can either hear a song dedicated to seafarers. We could hear an Icelandic version of a song made very famous by Lee Hazelwood and Nancy Sinatra, or we could hear a piece of music from a singer who discovered that she could sing only after her tonsils were removed. So absolutely spoilt for choice here. Where do you want to go? I think I would go with uh, Kuthun Al Simonar, <laughs> who 
um, as the story goes, I guess she had um, she, she had an operation on her tonsils, took her tonsils out, and somehow after that she realized that she wanted to be a singer and, she, and that's what she wanted to dedicate her life to. And so she did become a very beloved pop singer, but she was also she also helped popularize opera singing. So I guess popera would be the word. Why not? Um, Why not? <laughs> And uh, her rendition of Connie Francis's Sibonet, I absolutely love Connie Francis, I think is quite unique because she does inject a uh, an opera uh, aesthetic into that and into all her music. And she was also very beloved and helped spread opera. So I think we'll go with Gudrun Ausimonar. Gudrun Ausimoner and uh, Simone originally made famous, as they say, in the karaoke sheets by Connie Francis. And as we hear the strains of that song fade away, I suppose 
that whole era of music in Iceland fading away in the late 1950s, as it did around the world, because Elvis was on the way, rock and roll was on the way, a much more contemporary and new type of music was on the way. We leave a lot behind there, don't we? We do, and I guess that is the cycle of life. Um, but I, I think that the same way every generation, you, the older it gets, they say that, um, you know, the older you get, you usually go back to the music you listen to as a teenager. Um, and uh, I think that leads to a sort of a, a, a revitalization of various genres. So mm. as a teenager, you start listening to music, you love it, you absorb it. And then the older you get, you have, I guess, what they would call purchasing power. So then, you know, you notice reissues of uh, artists and albums from two or three decades earlier uh, and then equivalently there is the cycle of sort of retro fascination and um, so I, I think on the one hand uh, there will always be a cycling back to uh, earlier forms of music and earlier artists um, just just by way of how you know human nature is but at the same time I think when you do have truly good music uh, yes. like some of the things we've heard today and we'll, we'll listen to uh, in the future they and that's really the power of music. It never fades away. And thank goodness we have, you know, sophisticated recording methods. We have streaming nowadays. You know, you have the a library of music at your fingertips, thanks to the Internet. And so I'm, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, even though we call them the golden oldies, um, you know, in 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now, they'll still be played uh, on Icelandic radio and, and younger generations will discover mm. them and fall in love with them. Fantastic. Lydia, thank you very much as ever. We'll talk again next week on the Roof English podcast as we continue to examine all manner of different forms of musical genres and their history and how it fits into the history of Icelandic music. Lydia Athanasopoulou joining me from Siglifjörda. Thank you very much. We'll talk again, as I say, next week. This is the Roof English podcast and my name is Darren Adam. Thank you very much for joining us today. Get in touch with Roof English anytime. English at ruv.is and you can find us on Twitter as well at Roof English. You're listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.